0: So um, I know I said I have a lot of follow-up, and uh, yeah, there's a note.
1: I mean, I guess there's going to be a lot of follow-up, because we did two back-to-back episodes, so there's bound to be follow-up. Although all the follow-up I have is mostly about things that happened on my trip. Yeah, before we get into that, how was your trip? It was it was very nice. The wedding was good. The uh, flying was terrible. Uh, let's see. So a typical trip, huh? Well, there were many discoveries on this trip with Mira. So, first one is when you have a very independent child, uh, airplanes are particularly troublesome. Um, and when at eighteen months old, babies like to scream because it's fun, not for really any particular reason, just because. So that was great. Well, that's okay.
0: We, you know, we all we all know that. People understand you have a kid. Any parent will understand that. And hopefully we had an entire learn.
1: episode where you essentially admitted to the fact that you f- were looking at parents I and judging them. when you saying, are a parent? I was saying
0: that hopefully people weren't like me and were less judgmental and understand the situation. Like I said, I even pulled myself out of that that train of thought. So <laughs> of that mentality, like I was like, no, this isn't right. So hopefully, it was the same for you.
1: Yeah. Well. So I mean, ultimately, I just don't really care what other people think it was the first little leg of our trip was really nice. Cause the gate agent actually blocked out the seat next to us. Cause it wasn't a fully booked flight. So we ended up having an extra seat and that was great. Cause the seatbelt was super entertaining for Mira. Um, and then the next leg of the flight though, was on a very old airplane and it was three and a half hours long and there was no change table.
0: Hmm. This is one of those airplanes before they, you know, were accepting of you taking a child into the air.
1: I guess. I don't know, but it had no change table. And uh, that made, and then Mira needed a diaper change three times, which is also significantly higher than usual. She was apparently holding it all in for that little leg of the trip. Uh, so I ended up having to stand her up on the toilet seat in the bathroom and have her basically hold onto my shirt and balance on the toilet seat, and do a standing diaper change for a poopy diaper that uh, was sort of free flow, like loose nuggets, which made it even more challenging. Oh, my gosh. Did you catch all the nuggets? Made sure none of them... uh... None of them escaped, which is more than I can say for my brother-in-law, who told me when I got to Cincinnati that, in fact, when he had to do that, it did escape. Uh Oh. Yeah. Well, that's okay.
0: Poop on an airplane. Just those airplane bathrooms are disgusting as it is. So I think a child's poop is probably pretty low on the, uh, on the gross factor of things that are actually in that airplane bathroom.
1: Yeah. Well, Mira also licked the window of the plane.
0: (gasps) Oh, see now that right (laughs) there, that's a no. It's like turning on the, uh, the germ bombs that are the, uh, the little fan things, the exhaust fans like here, let me just, you know where everyone's hands have been. Let's just like, Shoot this straight into your face. Ugh, those oh, I, fans, I, on I turn those plane. on
1: full blast all the time. Though I can't stand being on a plane without them; it gets way too hot. Mira did get sick, by the way. <laughs>
0: There you go. So I watched a Kickstarter, believe it or not, a Kickstarter video, which was basically how to redesign airplane airflows to make them more efficient. So people are cool and that they're only breathing like their own personal space. Not everyone else's when you turn on those little fans. And ever since then, I've become like hyper aware to the fact that when something's blowing and some dude like sneezes, like three aisles (laughs) up, you know, I'm like three rows up, I should say. It was like, oh, great. Now I'm going to get sick. Because it that plane is just circulating all that air,
1: yeah, that's why you've got an immune system,
0: yeah, exactly, that's why it's there, you know,
1: yeah, that's why it's there, and then on this trip too, we actually got the combined joy of long flights and also uh two four-hour car trips, and well, that didn't go great either. I mean, it went it could have gone wor- way worse, I'd imagine, but uh, yeah, so did you have any
0: downtime? Or did you get off the plane and get into a car and then immediately start driving?
1: No, no, no. So we went to the wedding in, in Cincinnati, and that was just for a weekend. And then we got on another plane. After hanging out in Cincinnati for a day and going to the zoo, we got on a plane and flew to Minnesota, where we then went to Madeline Island up in beautiful uh, Bayfield, Wisconsin, and uh, just relaxed there. That was great. But that was what the car trip was for, was just driving up to Madeline Island.
0: Okay. At least it wasn't like, the way I interpreted that was you, you know, flew in and then you immediately got in a car and drove for four hours. Oh, God. Seems, <laughs> is, yeah. I yeah. would just fly somewhere else. Yeah. That, it, that's my point. I was like, well, I don't know. But I don't know how, you know, far out or out into the boonies you needed to go. No, you know? no.
1: But the, uh, the so we had four total flights this, this trip and two four-hour car trips.
0: So car trips, you said, was, was different. But less difficult.
1: It's no more or less difficult. It's just different. I mean, I like it was easier to stop and pull over, but on the airplane, Mira could at least walk up and down in our row or like walk across us. So she was able to move more. But also in a car, you're not really concerned with bothering other people. So that makes it a little less psychologically stressful. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was a little easier.
0: Yeah, the car trips, I think just the. The ability to pull over on demand, you know, unless you're on some time crunch, you know, to say, okay, you know what, like, next stop, we're just going to get out and spend an hour, you know, walking around and doing other stuff, and then getting back in the car, like you can at least do your own breaks, you know, but yeah, in a plane, like you said, getting and running through, did you ask for the uh, the kids kit,
1: by the way? Oh, my gosh, I completely forgot. I mean, frankly, she she wouldn't have sat still long enough to, to care. She's a little young. Yeah. Like there's no way she would have sat still long enough to care. Um, I mean the, the car trip was actually probably complicated more by the fact that our little, our travel car seat that we got the Evan flow tribute. That's very lightweight is a, like it's, it doesn't have any shoulder pads or anything to save weight. So it's not the most comfortable looking car seat in the world. And Mira doesn't like it very much. Uh, and it doesn't install easily and it's gotten, got. In- confusing instructions that requires you to carry a towel, but man, it weighs like 12 pounds. So all is forgiven. But actually about car seats, I did a poll on Facebook and, uh, about infant car seats. Cause I wanted to know how common it was for people to use infant, like just, just get, just skip the infant car seat phase altogether. And nobody that I talk, nobody that responded actually just skipped the infant car seat. Yeah, hey, your poll is biased. That's fine. I mean, my pole has an extremely small
0: sample size as well. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, I, you know, I, I think it, and like I said, we did it with our first child. We had the whole infant car seat thing. And then for the other ones, it's like we just skipped that stage altogether because it was just, it was more of a hassle for us. And just the way that we, you know, we're carrying and transporting our kids is why have extra hassle? Because our kids didn't like to be in those things and they grow out of them so, so fast. It's like, ugh, whatever. No, just skip, save your money. Throw it into the next car seat that you're gonna have to buy, I guess well, you're lazy man we'll we'll talk about that more
1: okay fine <laughs> what is that that's all the follow up I've got what what do you got what do you got
0: okay, so if we're on the topic of car seats mm, yeah. um <clears throat> uh my wife Alex has a lot of things to say
1: i know she she has opinions about car seats
0: <laughs> she has facts about car seats let's uh let's get that straight. <laughs> Uh these are, are not opinions. They come with uh resources and I have a note here with uh with nice little you know links and uh references to articles and oh, okay. safety. Yeah, it's great. Um a lot of it boils down to RTFM, so just read the manual for everything because every car seat is designed for a specific maximum height and weight. Mm, yeah. So make sure that you know, just because a child's the minimum requirement doesn't mean that it's necessarily the safest, you know, especially depending on the manufacturer and depending on the car seats, just RTFM. Uh, and same thing goes for angle placement. She was a little uh concerned about your, your towel usage. So if they do say, like, use a towel uh, and they're not as concerned about the angle or the type of material or the density of said towel then sure but
1: that's literally the manual i'm not even joking the manual says use a towel
0: yeah it does it did it tell you the angle and everything too that was the other thing she was uh, concerned about here's a, here here
1: okay here's another fun fact that we discovered on the trip there's a little sticker on the bottom that says make sure arrow is parallel to ground and then it has two arrows at either end of that statement. And this goes around the curve of the seat. I'll, I'll put a show, I'll take a picture and put it in the show notes. Uh, cause I don't have one now, but essentially it's got two arrows that point in different directions. So you can't ever make it parallel. Well, this whole time we're trying to figure out which one are you supposed to make parallel? Which one are you supposed like, how the heck is this supposed to be installed? And while I'm looking at it, I notice just etched into the plastic, just etched into the plastic of the car seat where the arrows at the end of the directions are pointing about five inches away or so basically invisible is an arrow that they're referencing.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, the sticker could just be, you know, ripped off or moved or put on incorrectly. So sure. The arrow ished into the plastic is the correct thing.
1: Sure. I think they could probably highlight the arrow a little bit better than using arrows in a sentence did in which say... Did you read the say, directions?
0: Did you read the manual? I'm sure in the manual they reference this thing. If there's a sticker on the outside in the manual, they probably definitely did as well.
1: They say to use the arrow. And then you look and there's three arrows. Technically two arrows that are obviously noticeable. All right.
0: Well, we'll have to pull up the PDF.
1: I'll send a picture and it, it'll it become clear. But yes. Uh, and then using the towel is mind boggling still. Uh, to me, to for me. Although I will say that with the towel, I was able to get it so like I was able to get the seat so tight, tightly installed that it really did feel quite solid. I was very surprised.
0: This is your Pearl Jam car seat, right? Your Pearl Jam car seat. What the Evenflow, right? The Evenflow, the Evenflow tribute. Isn't that a isn't that a Pearl Jam song?
1: You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I don't know either. But you went there. You you, you committed. I, I went there. That reminds me. This did. podcast brought to you by Pearl Jam. We don't know anything about them, but they used to be cool. They used to be. I think <laughs> we don't know for sure. Um, the other thing is
0: uh, going back to car seat stuff. Man, I'm only halfway through this note. This is going to be crazy. Um, also, you know, any attachments that you add, like car seatbelt covers. You know. Oh, yeah. um, toys. That's a that's a big no no. Yeah. Oh because yeah. Yeah. Just don't do that. So she Great wanted to make time. sure that that got called out. And then uh, the other thing was don't go to a booster too soon. Uh, she said uh, bone maturity. You know, she she did a lot of research into that um, and stay in a five point harness as long as possible. So just because kids are, you know, they meet all the requirements, you know, age is also a factor because Bone maturity, you know, just making sure their bones are dense enough and can actually take that kind of an impact. And five point harnesses are definitely beneficial. For sure. I know we had those in all of our dune buggies because, you know, hey, didn't want to die.
1: Not dying is good. Yeah. Um. Uh,
0: let's see. Uh. The next one. Just because they're old enough or tall enough or weigh enough for the next step doesn't mean their bones are.
1: So that's that's one of the things that actually I'm I'm concerned about with Mir is she's very she's very tall for it. She's in like 85th or 90th percentile or something like that. And so she outgrew her infant seat sooner than expected. And then there's a maximum height for rear facing on the car seats that we have. Um, And so we've been monitoring that for when we actually have to rotate around. It's still a bit off, but uh, yeah, that's something that I was like, I'd like to have her rear facing as long as possible. Yeah, because it's supposed to be for two years. Right. Two years, two years minimum. And that's the law. That's the law in California, too. Yeah. Well, when Callie was born, it was only one year,
0: so it's two years now.
1: Yeah. So I mean, rear-facing is just safer. Sure it distributes it distributes oh, yeah. impacts across the whole body as opposed to across some seat belts. I would love to see we rear-facing in a car. Trust me. <laughs> so did you check your car seat? Check? Oh, 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 for flying, for flying, for flying. Yes, we checked the car seat because we've got nowhere else to put it. Um, when we do fly... Well, once we have a seat for Mira, we'll just care. We'll just bring it on the plane and install it.
0: So the, the thing that Alex wanted to call out was if you have to check a car seat, like you absolutely have to, then the safest way to do so is in the original box, uh, in the original packaging. Because if you've ever seen how people throw luggage onto planes and treat luggage, or you've ever had something broken in your luggage, that's what they're doing to the car seat. So, you know, you're going through little mini fender benders if you want to think of it that way.
1: Well, that's a so, good point, yeah.
0: Yeah, there can be hairline fractures that uh, can occur in, in a car seat, basically compromising, let's say, the seat, especially since it's not strapped into, you know, the rest of the car. It's kind of more just out in the elements, which is not meant to be. Just like you said, if you have to do it, do it in the original packaging.
1: Yeah. Oh, And I mean, we didn't do it in the original packaging because that would be basically untenable, largely. Uh, but uh, we do have a car seat bag. Because of course we have to carry a towel with it, so you can throw that in. <laughs> you and your towel. Yeah, t- don't leave home without it. Uh, I like the car seat bag actually because it's got some nice shoulder straps and things like that. So that's that's not bad. You know, we we have to get to the airport, so we have to install the car seat in the lift, put mirror in the car seat, get to airport, unload car seat, put car seat in back. Like there's, yeah. Like you said, you uh you cost lift drivers a lot of money. Yeah, I remember. I tip. I tip well.
0: That's good, and i'm it? also
1: I'm also despite the fact that this car seat is essentially impossible to to install quickly i I have gotten pretty dang quick at it, yeah, see? you're like a pro now,
0: yeah, exactly. it just takes a couple times and then once you once you have the have you know the ropes, it's fine uh okay, next item we're we good, I think we're good yeah is that all stuff? is that all the car seat no. thing no it's not no, all no the they're yeah they're super car seat things, <laughs> uh which was check the latch limits.
1: Um, oh RTFM. yeah! Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: As a, and the car seat weight has to be
1: taken into yes. account. That's, as that's well. that's especially important in the Diona Radian, which weighs a bunch. The yeah, which weighs as much as a small sun. So, uh, it it can't use latch for as long as a lot of other car seats. Right.
0: Uh, and then she also had a tidbit to say. I remember, how I mentioned you were complaining about installing your car seat in a car. You know, and it was difficult because you're so tall.
1: Right. I have to, I have to basically curl myself up, sit on the car seat and pull it tight.
0: Yeah. She said if she can do it while nine months pregnant in a truck, like not a, not a big truck, but the back seat, like of a crew cab truck after. And then even after having a baby and putting car seats in my mom's car, little sedan, uh, quit complaining. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't competing. No, I know. But she was saying, you know, you were complaining about it. She's like, oh, please. You know, she's like, if you think that's hard, try doing it while nine months pregnant. And, you know, even after having babies, putting the car seats in. Oh, sure.
1: I can imagine. No, I, car seats suck.
0: Also, did you know that there are um, car seat safety technicians, like certified people who go to take classes and get certified in the safety yes. of installing car seats?
1: Yes, I yeah. did know that because I had looked it up at one point.
0: Yeah. So she included a link um, to basically find one in your area. So if you're ever overwhelmed at all of the car seat craziness that happens and you want to see if your car seat is installed correctly, she there's a, a website for finding like the certified people. And then she also mentioned there's a Facebook group um, where you can like just send in pictures and people give you pointers and tips and tricks of getting your car seat installed properly and safely. Because we all know those big steel metal death traps, which are actually getting safer every year. Uh, are still not very safe for little ones. Indeed. I think that's it, man. I think that's all the car the car seat stuff. Woo. All right. Well, you know, it's like she listened to the podcast and she's like, I have lots of things to say. I'm like, just write in a note and I'll go over it. And also look for the car seat podcast as hosted by Alex. Coming soon to a podcast feed near you. Yeah, there you go. She can come on and uh, do like a guest show for, for car seat questions. A Q&A. Uh, reddit ask me anything oh perfect or ama in the biz i need more karma for that though i don't think i have enough karma to start a subreddit (laughs) Uh aha she also mentioned and you can tell this like follow-up section is dedicated to my wife because she's the one who you know uh has 90 percent of the follow-up you have no independent follow-up thoughts dude i am the casual dad remember like i just kind of sit back and let things happen and (laughs) meh whatever so the other thing she said was uh, when you were talking about your 3D ultrasound and the uh, the inner monologue or whatever dialogue that was happening with the technician and the baby, she was kind of like creeped out by that.
1: That wasn't a 3D ultrasound, but yeah, it was kind of creepy.
0: Yeah, she 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 mentioned not kind of creepy, but like creepy AF. You know, she was uh, she was.
1: I may not have described it. I mean, it was just it was hi, mom and dad. That part is creepy. Yes. That part that 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 individual part right there was definitely weird. But it was mostly her talking as though she were the director of a photo shoot to the baby.
0: I don't know. That makes it even worse. <laughs> Does it help if it wasn't like a 3D ultrasound?
1: It was just a nuchal translucency ultrasound. So it's just like the 2D one. I don't know if that helps. Well, that probably doesn't then help.
0: Then you're not even uh, No, it doesn't cuz you're not even looking at like uh, yeah, you're looking at the neck. Yeah, in the, in okay, the head one part, and the baby waves. No, the baby. Um. So yeah, the more I think about it, the creepier it gets. And when she pointed out to me, I was like, "Yeah, that that was kind of creepy." She's like, "I don't know if they would have done that, you know, when we were, you know, having ultrasounds." She's like, "I would have mentioned something right after."
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: uh And finally, uh you're mean to doulas. Just a tad bit judgmental. I've,
1: I have I, I got some of that feedback actually already. And I went back and listened to it. And it's clear that it seems like I'm talking about all doulas. When in fact, I'm really talking about just the one that taught that class.
0: So you're using my excuse about the nurse thing, right? Because we got that oh, same no, no, nurse, no. by the way,
1: not too long ago. And it was just as bad, let me tell you. So, well, it's not necessarily all about your nursing. And ultimately, and the thing that I was trying to convey in the... In the last episode was not that I had an issue with doulas, but that I had an issue with a doula coming in and teaching a pregnancy class and then trying to hawk her wares at the end and say that while it's expensive, it's basically a necessity. I don't like in any context when someone says a luxury is a necessity
0: because she's doing it because she knows that 90% of the dads there weren't paying attention and that these wives, when they go into labor, want someone on their team. And when their husband stares at them blankly and says, you remember, we talked about this in the pregnancy class and their eyes kind of just glaze over. She's like, ah, oh, I should have hired that doula.
1: No, but it's, it's not, it's not even, it's not even about like that. Like I, I understand the utility of it. Like I completely understand the utility of it. She presented having a doula, as a necessity as opposed to a like a want and a need instead of a want i really really dislike when someone presents a luxury as an absolute necessity not to mention the fact when they're trying to do it to sell their own product that part me the same. wrong way
0: right I see what you mean, but uh, Alex has had doulas and they, they've been great. And she mentioned, you know, like a bunch of things that are that are awesome about it. And I understand your point of, you know, it's like, well, is this 100% necessary? It's like, well, it depends, right? If you have a really long labor, let's say like if you labor for multiple days, right? And your husband just wants to take a nap, you know, because they've been up for however long, you know, then you have someone else to kind of like swap in, swap out, right? Like you can you can sure, take turns sure. or alleviate you know some things but like you said i understand from your aspect of you know saying it's a luxury and then having it be marketed as a necessity so right I and that's there.
1: that was the thing that definitely was the most troublesome to me because i also i, I really dislike like parenting culture in general has that flair to it where a bunch of middle income and upper income people tell lower income people that they should be spending their money differently and i really dislike that like especially when i back before i got the job that i have now and before i moved to california uh when i was working retail like if somebody had told me that i had to spend several that it was oh you know your 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 wife it's not a good birthing experience if you don't have a doula you just you have to spend several thousand dollars i would have been i I would have i mean one i'd have been like no thank you still <laughs> unless mark like here's the thing it's really also for Margo. Like I would if Margo was like, I want a doula and yeah, I was it's like, not for you. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's not, it's not for me. Uh, it's, it's helpful for me in certain ways, but it's not for me. So if, if Margo said, Oh, I absolutely, like, I really, I've looked into it. I really want to have a doula. Then we, then we could talk about it. I wouldn't be like, uh, no, you just didn't understand. You just, there
0: was no way for you to understand if it was a need or a want.
1: Uh, well, that's the thing. I don't think it's, I don't think technically it's a need for anybody, but I think it's a strong, maybe for some people it's a strong want Mm. because the other thing is I was looking into what I looked into what doulas do. And one of the nice things about, Oh shoot. Uh, well, one of the nice things about Kaiser is, Oh no. Oh, (laughs) don't forget this episode brought to you by Pearl jam. Uh, Yes, (laughs)
0: we've gone 27 minutes without mentioning Kaiser, as long as this is the only Kaiser
1: reference we have.
0: Oh, we've mentioned it like eight times now.
1: This is the only thing that I was going to say, which is I looked into a lot of what Dula's do and one of the things that's nice about both centering pregnancy the course that we took and also kaiser's approach to birthing is it takes a lot of the aspects of a doula like involving the woman in creating a birth plan involving her in the decision making like all of those things that a lot of hospitals are just like show up and we'll deliver your baby and then get out uh kaiser has a more holistic approach toward towards birth and so they they handle it better that's good Yeah. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of positive aspects of the doulas that are incorporated into the experience at, at Kaiser Um, and, and a lot of the support and things like that. So, and, and also, I mean, it it helps that our doctor was really good. And so we had no problem just like messaging our doctor or calling our doctor or asking questions in class. Like there was a lot of support already built in that we got. Um, So that was really nice. So the TLDR,
0: Yay Kaiser, and the I didn't say it, you did. Yeah, I know. The experiences we mentioned on the podcast may not reflect our views on the entire, you know, profession or
1: entire profession. Don't reflect yes. our views
0: exactly. Uh, it, they just reflect a particular experience. So, don't read too much into it. I guess.
1: Indeed. All right. So, is that all the follow up that you've that you've got, dude? We
0: that is everything checked off the list. Are you sure? I, I am closing this note, and if there is anything else, it is follow-up for next week. I
1: Great. Yep, we're good. Uh, So, in that case, we can go to our main topic of the day, uh, which is dad bods. Rock-hard, soft dad bods. How to develop a dad bod. It's actually super easy. You just sort of sit back, relax, and eat whatever your kids don't.
0: Oh, yeah. So, I'm glad you mentioned that, because when you talk about, you get a... a a plate for you. When you're a dad, always just assume that your kids are not going to finish their food. So when you think like, oh, maybe I'll get the steak and mashed potatoes and an extra side, no no no, just supplement that for like yeah. the kids getting a side because they won't eat all of it and then you'll get to eat it and it'll be great. Oh someone's sad. Yeah. <sighs> or angry. <It's> probably <laughs> angry.
1: Yeah, it sounds like Yeah, it. it's angry. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to pause? No. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Dude, I just I don't all that in there. It was um, a casual
1: tap podcast. Kids cry. Kids scream. You, you, know, you know this. I know. At 18 months old, they scream just for fun. I think I mentioned that earlier. Um, and also at 18 months old, they like to feed you, uh, which I also got to experience on the plane after Mira was feeding me some animal crackers. And then the worst experience where she had let uh, some of the Delta like cookie sit in her mouth for a bit and then spit it out. But it looked still like, uh, it didn't look like it was particularly soggy, and then she offered it to me, and because I'm just trying to keep her entertained, I took it. Hmm. It was soggy. A, yep. And kind of squishy. Which is not what you expect from a crisp cookie. Uh, lots of saliva in that uh, yeah. in that bite there. After she oh. licked the window. So see,
0: that's the other thing. That's the reason why you have a dad body. Yeah, your, exactly. Your 18-month-old keeps shoveling food into your mouth, you
1: know. Exactly. Well, I mean, here, and here's the other thing. We talk about, like, eating their leftovers. I think that it the cheaper you are as a person, and I am pretty cheap overall, uh or frugal if you prefer. Uh the, I do prefer the frugal. more the, the more likely you are to have a to have a dad bod, in my opinion. Because I find like I make food, everything's going great, Mira's eating it. Boom. All of a sudden it's like this food here pfft, no good. Even I mean Rue our dog developed a dad bod. We had to, cu- we have to we have to basically stop feeding her our like very much at her regular meal times because Mira was feeding her all the time. To- just uh, like just dropping things off her tray, everything. So, dad bods aren't even limited to just dads. But then the same but same thing. There's food left over. And also, if you have a wife who uh is having trouble eating, like Margo is because she's feeling nauseous even more dad bod. Cause you don't want to waste that food. I paid. Yeah. I think that's the problem. 50 cents for that rice.
0: That's right. Like, oh man, I don't want to let this food go to waste. And you know, it's, it's something where I think, you know, previous generations would just always save leftovers, you know, just leftovers on leftovers on leftovers. Oh yeah. But some stuff is like, there's not enough for this to be like a leftover. Right. And it's so much work to just put this in. I, I should just eat it now. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah.
1: exactly. And if especially if it was good, you know, like if it was a good dinner, yeah, dang right.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna eat that whole thing.
1: And also, if it doesn't reheat well, because some leftovers don't reheat well at all, and so you you just have to eat it then. I mean, admittedly, I've used this in, as an excuse before, and yeah, like, eh. <laughs> I I I'm start I've I've started to count calories again and started working out a little bit more, but depending on work and school and Mira and how Margo's feeling and everything working out can be exceptionally challenging. You know, and so I,
0: I definitely, I mentioned this to you is like, I've been through the gamut, right. Of the, the dad bod thing. Yeah. What were the, what were the phases of Adam's fat? Oh, you want to go through the phases? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's hear the phases. Yeah. All right. The timeline of Adam's fat. So it all started. Um, you remember I had my first job when I was 19, right? Right. So, Fairly young, and do you remember your metabolism and your your body like fitness at nineteen?
1: I mean, I was still a computer nerd who did theater, so it wasn't actually great. But I did, I mean, it was it was better. Like for actually, the better the better comparison would be not necessarily my metabolism, which was probably approximately the same, maybe a little bit better. The main thing was just body parts not falling apart, like going for a bike ride and hurting my knee. For example, that didn't, I get that it. Didn't you're happen. old.
0: Yeah. You're falling apart. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, um, but I was, this was when I was biking like multiple hours every day. Like that's when I would ride BMX with my buddies. Like we'd just go out and we'd ride, you know, Hey, I'm 19. I got throw no, throw on, you on know, your van right?
1: shoes, hop on your yeah. BMX bikes, grind those rails.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Bunny, listen hop, to some the Pearl things. jam,
0: uh, um, stretching it, but yeah, there we go. Uh, so when I was 19, like I was, in great shape, like probably you know the best shape I had been in. Um, maybe not necessarily like actual body composition, because I was eating a bunch of junk, you know. Because uh, at nineteen, like you can just shovel down food like there's no tomorrow and not really care about it. But that was the first child, and that's when I was actually in shape. And even through Alex's whole pregnancy, as she you know would you know she wouldn't have any like crazy cravings. But we would always go out to eat, you know, and we just wouldn't right. eat as health healthy. We weren't as conscious about you know what we were eating. Um, I still didn't like gain a bunch of weight. Uh, after that child, though, that's when everything started, you know, coming on. Whereas, like, yeah, all right, I'm not BMXing for you know multiple hours a day. Now I'm starting to kind of to gain that that uh, that dad bod. And by the time we were, you know, getting ready to have our second child, I was I was in the worst shape of my life, like two <laughs> hundred and thirty something pounds. Like,
1: whoa, what? For me, it was
0: yeah, yeah it was bad. So I was. Yeah, worship in my life. Basically, I just did not care anymore. I didn't care about my fitness or what I was eating. I was just eating trash and never working out. And we we bought our first house. You know, we had owned it for like a year at that time, and that was that was my my bad phase with the the second child. Uh, And then by the third child that we had, like I had started kind of getting back in shape. I wasn't. I I was in a different place in my life, so I wasn't as stressed out. I wasn't you know kind of carrying all of that weight, which turned and manifested into you know actual body weight. Um, so I wasn't carrying all that around. So I was in better, better shape. And that was, let's see how old is Ari now. So that was uh five years ago. <laughs> and now, um, I've lost like 45 pounds. Um, I think nearing 50 at this point. Nice. So I'm, I'm like back into shape. Like now I feel like good about kind of where I'm at and kind of, started monitoring my diet more so like i said i've gone through the whole i was a young dad you know not really caring and then i went into a full-blown casual dad where it's like i went to the point where i was the peak casual right where if i keep going like this i will probably have a heart attack before i'm 45 you know (laughs) and having that realization is kind of like all right i gotta start taking care of myself so then you kind of take the baby steps and now it's like man you know what I don't feel great all the time. Like, I want to get back into shape. I want to get back to where I was before I had kids, right? I guess this is like midlife crisis stuff, isn't it? Is this like the beginning signs of my midlife crisis? I don't know.
1: Did you you buy a convertible?
0: uh, No, I will never buy a convertible. You know this.
1: So impractical. Okay, sorry. Excuse me. Did you buy a small manual transmission pickup truck, your version of a midlife crisis?
0: When this truck dies, I will definitely be doing that. Let me, let me just say that. So I guess I still have a couple more years because this truck that I have now is, it's not showing any signs of uh kick the bucket. Um, but yeah, so, so now, now I'm kind of back there, but I, I, I can sympathize with where you're at, but I, I will say that knowing what I know now is like, there's always time. Like you can always fit in half an hour, which is all it really takes. And even if you don't want to, it's just because, you know, you're, you're out of shape. You know, you don't have the energy because your body's not ready for that. well, so.
1: well. so my question really is I have so little time in my day in general and my, you don't have half an hour. Not right now. Sometimes, uh, you, you're
0: recording this podcast. You could be using it to work out.
1: Yeah. I'm mm. stopped doing homework to record this podcast. Uh, so what you're saying is we should end the podcast and work out. Yeah. So, but I'm, more it's more about energy levels and also mental health like i try to work out each day a little bit but is it easier when you have older kids who are able to take care of themselves or is it harder have you seen because
0: you and i share activity right like we we kind of have that that limited social aspect going on so you see all of my workouts happen at 11 o'clock at night
1: yeah i know i i can't it's late i can't even stay up that late (laughs) Well, that's fine. Your kid goes to bed at what time? Uh, Seven thirty usually.
0: Seven thirty, and what time do you go to bed?
1: <laughs> eight thirty nine. Okay, well,
0: start it at eight. You know, do your half hour of workout. That's my. T- take that's a shower, the, that's the time that to I do. get to spend. That's the time that I get to spend with Margot. We'll stay up for half an hour extra. Ugh. Do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like start off every other day, and start off. You know, small. Start off like, hey, fifteen minutes. Like I'll do a fifteen minute cycle or whatever it is. Just even fifteen minutes. That's the
1: that's the other reason because I did I did actually hurt my knee while riding bike and now I can't do the exercise that I want to do.
0: You need like the old man's swimming pool, you know?
1: Like yes, I need I need an infinite pool to go swimming in. You know that is
0: on my list of things to to get. I mean, I'm not an old man or anything, but I would love an infinite pool. I
1: I mean, actually, swimming would probably be something that I would enjoy. I, I have a pool at my apartment complex, but it's one; it's not very large. Uh, and two, it, it, they say it's solar heating, but I think what they mean by that is that it's not heated at all. And in fact, just heats up with the sun. So depending on time of year and time of day, the pool can be very, very cold.
0: Oh well, yeah. But that's good for you. Getting in a cold pool, kind of shocking your body into that stuff. That's good.
1: Yeah. Wonderful.
0: Uh, so to answer your question, does it, is it easier when the kids are older Uh, no, because now they stay up later,
1: (laughs) That's true. or
0: it's, it was easy when they slept all day. Uh, the problem is that you find excuses not to do it. You know, it's like, oh, you know, kids asleep for a nap or whatever. So I have like two hours and then you end up spending those two hours doing whatever, when you could spend half an hour, let's say doing, uh, just a workout, a simple workout. Right. And it's just finding the time. Like there's, 24 hours in the day, right? And granted, you're not up for 24 hours, but I'm sure if you looked at it on the timing schedule, you could find a 30-minute chunk that you could tear out and replace with exercise.
1: I mean, I used to take my lunch breaks to do that, but right now, it's just busy. Yeah, and I
0: used to have to be the motivating factor for you. It's like, hey, let's go. Uh, not let's always. Go. No, Although sometimes you remind. When, the weather's,
1: when it's like but, 95 degrees outside, I'm pretty much, de- yeah, I'm done with that. <laughs>
0: That's when you just go walk in the parking garages.
1: And that's, and that is actually what I've done. Yeah. I've done, yep, I've definitely yeah. done that before.
0: No question. The, there's, there's always a way to do it. There's always a way to, you know, get in that, that little chunk of time. And if you listen to two times speed like I do, you have just enough time to listen to the Casual Dad's podcast. Ooh. Shameless
1: self plug. Yeah. Or Pearl Jam's latest album. Uh,. Oh! So I do actually have uh, another thing that I found interesting about the dad bod here. And uh, that was that when I went, you know, Mira is now at an age where she likes to go swimming and things like that. And it may be because I have a kid or it just may be because I don't actually give a crap anymore. But I didn't really care when I was at the swimming pool. Yeah, actually maybe it is just because I'm older and now I don't care. I don't know. I didn't care about the fact that I'm out of shape. I was just like, yeah, here I am. I'm swimming with my daughter. There you go. Yeah, the the pool side thing
0: is like I said, when when you have kids you're 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 very selfless, right? Uh so why would you be concerned about that? It like anything I can do to make my kids have a good time, you know. Right. Um yeah, I'm gonna prioritize that over, you know, other dads fat shaming me. Which, fine, if you want to fat shame me for being a casual dad, like, go ahead.
1: I mean, most dads that I know are in about the same shape as me, or or slightly better, but not like Adonises who work out continuously or, and are in the best shape of their lives.
0: Right. And if anything, you know, it's like, I always treat it like if there's a dad that's in shape, it's kind of like, motivation's like, hey, look, that guy's a dad, and, you know... I guess he found time to do stuff, right? Just be a motivator, right? It's like, but you have to be at that point in your life, right? Where you have to want to to actually commit to, to getting rid of the casual dad bod.
1: I'm comfortable with it.
0: See, there you go. I just need to, you know, visit you more. Yeah, I need to visit you more and walk more.
1: I need to lose a few pounds for sure, but I'm not, I'm not like obsessed with, losing my, I mean I've I'm never gonna be in great shape because between asthma and just the fact that my body has always been one of like a seventy year old between with joint pain and other BS that I'm just not gonna like I'm never going to be a super in shape person and I'm okay with it.
0: I think you can do it. I think we just need to get you that uh-huh. endless endless swimming pool.
1: I mean maybe that would uh that's nice and low impact
0: yeah, a kickstarter for the casual dad's endless swimming pool. Sure.
1: I'm sure we'll get everybody to chip in. Maybe maybe Pearl Jam can cover it.
0: Uh, we just have to ship one to your house. Right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, cuz I have so much space in California for extra things. Yep. It's all that room, you know? Just space galore. That's, you know, how cheap real estate is in California. Well, in the right Part of California. I mean, California is a pretty big
0: state. You know, uh <laughs> in the parts that no one wants to live in, sure. But hey, those are the parts that are usually the hottest. So having a solar pool there probably means it would be heated to eighty degrees all the
1: time. Probably, yeah, yeah, because it's one hundred and ten during the day.
0: That's why you're always in the pool. That's why it's an infinite pool. You just live in the you're pool.
1: Infinite. You just live infinitely in the pool. I mean, is it outdoors though? Because like sunscreen, things like that. How do you eat? That's when
0: you can afford to have two pools because it's so cheap to you know live there.
1: Oh, <laughs> so I have two infinite pools. I see.
0: Let's say the infinite pool's inside, right? Okay. For the, the rare monsoon that happens or whatever in the desert. And uh right. you have the nice, you know, container pool out in the uh out outside. With the the waterfall oh. and the water feature oh, and the spa. Nice.
1: Mm. That's very oh, well, that's so nice. Uh so yeah. If nice people want to donate here. to our
0: pool cause, please uh <laughs> Yeah.
1: Write a check to cash and mail to, <laughs> and mail we'll, to. we'll be coming up with
0: reward tiers soon. <laughs> yeah. Rewards to be announced sometime in the future.
1: Right. Uh no guarantees of delivery.
0: Oh yeah. I mean that, that goes without saying, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should just it should probably just be like a GoFundMe, actually. I think Kickstarter requires you to actually deliver something at the end, or at least say you're going to deliver something.
0: Well, I was trying to stick to our theme because we've called out Kickstarter a couple times, so I didn't want to, you know, stray too far away from our brand and Kickstarter and Pearl GM and Kaiser are our brands right now. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, we've really we're really building up that brand loyalty. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this fabulous episode? My wife said too much Kaiser when listening to it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> too much Kaiser, <laughs> Quote my wife. Yeah, quote, really positive review there. Uh, yeah, really positive review.
0: I love how we, we we talked about not mentioning it, and we've mentioned it now. Well, I mean, way it's not. It's not
1: the same. I mean, is I. I don't want to compete with Pearl Jam. You know, I want to make sure that they they stay front and center. That's right. That's right. This episode is all about Pearl Jam. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I wonder if we can get them as a guest. <laughs>
0: I wonder if they have dad bods. That's what I wonder.
1: Oh yeah, sure.
0: Does being on tour, you know, does how does that does that work with your dad bod? How do you find the thirty minutes when you're on tour? Th-
1: that's true. Uh, although I mean, if you, you're burning a lot of calories performing, um, yeah, but if you consume the copious amounts of alcohol, well, but you you balance you know, that out with copious amounts copious amounts of like cop- and other things, uh, and. That sort of thing. That that sort of balance it out. Uh, so you're not do eating I, that much.
0: Do I have to bleep out the? Co- Probably. Yeah, kids and family.
1: It's mm-hmm. <laughs> candy. It's candy. Coke. Yeah. Just Coke. Yeah, hey, there you go.
0: It's fine. Coke.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the Coke. Yeah, you just consume yeah. lots and lots of Coke. Lots and lots of Coke. Sure. Sure. See, problem solved. Look at that. Working out and solving problems.
0: Working out. Yeah. Yeah. Casual dad bods, uh great. So this is a a great PSA. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, just drink lots of coke, lots of alcohol, and uh lots of smoking. <laughs> That'll cure your casual dad bod.
1: So being a dad in the nineteen forties.
0: Hey, you know what? Yeah, maybe that's why they did it too. Like, oh sure. I'm getting fatter, you know because 'cause I've turned into a casual dad. I'm like, oh here, just you know, take here.
1: this. <laughs> Smoke this.
0: have you tried coke (laughs) you mean like the cola no no no. coke
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, do you have anything Anything else you have to say we're just running all over each other
0: Uh, same mind different
1: bodies (laughs) different dad bods yeah see there you go you got it awesome are pearl jam still around i don't even know i don't know i mean they're sponsoring the show so you'd think uh it's 1990 to present and they well, were in the rock go. and roll hall of fame they're in the what they were in the rock and roll hall of fame yeah they are in the rock and roll Hall. Of
0: 2017 of fame. last year
1: yeah first wow, year of pearl jam. look at that so, yes, their their latest album, uh, Lightning Bolt? Lightning Bolt. Released in 2013. Boy, it's been a while.
0: They're due for another one. They are. They Do actually have another, yeah, another they have another one. Yeah, they have another one in
1: progress. The 11th studio album. But they're touring in 2018. Sponsored by Pearl Jam.
0: <laughs> yep. New album coming soon.
1: Yep, new album coming soon. Yeah, so
0: I was thinking about, you know, streaming on Twitch. Oh yeah. And doing the the Pokemon thing?
1: Okay, yeah. what what exactly I don't know you if just anyone... want to play through Pokemon? I don't even know how to stream. I Pokemon just want to play Pokemon. Are you sure Pokemon's not just super boring for streaming?
0: <laughs> Dude, if we name our character Big Daddy and then we go run into Pidgeys and talk about, you know, if we were, you know, the parents of this child and the child is just going out into, into the wilderness, what would we tell the child to do? You know?
1: Why are ten year olds like, allowed to wander around this land? Then that's what we can talk about for ten minutes while I'm playing the freaking game. Are you are you gonna do like a summer games done quick uh speed run of Pokemon?
0: No, no, I wanna do a casual play. A casual, a casual dad's play. casual play.
1: A casual, a casual dad's dad. let's play of Pokemon. Let's not let's not be too hasty here. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email us at casual dadcast at gmail.com, or you can simply click the submit follow-up link in the show notes. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at Casual Dadcast. Questions, thoughts, tips on getting or getting rid of a dad bod, please let us know. If you know someone who would like the show, please tell them about it. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes when they come out.